Hello and welcome to the seventh episode of Creator Spotlight from The Interface. Creator Spotlight is our brand new series where we talk to creators about what they make and do and how they got started. Today I'm joined by Tom Sykes, who runs the popular Apple News website, The Apple Post. Tom has a background in journalism and has even written for one of Manchester's leading newspapers. So welcome, Tom. Hi, thank you for having me. It's an honour to be here. Yeah, no, no problem. So if people don't know much about you, um, so you run The Apple Post. Uh, how long have you been doing that for? That's right. The Apple Post has just celebrated its 10-year anniversary, so I've been doing it for 10 years. Um, it started out very much as just sort of a hobby. It was a, a Facebook page that I started just to share Apple news and my interest for technology you know, with my small sort of group of friends and family. And it just sort of grew from there. The, the Facebook page expanded. I opened up my website um, and the stories took off. So uh, yeah, the the Apple Post is very much a, a hobby that's now turned into a into a career. Great, yeah. So it, it's got a very uh, very familiar, sorry, got a very similar uh, startup story to how the the interface my website got started. So I started it as it was, used to be called like Alex and Tom's Tech or something uh, back in the day. Yeah. So I, I started it on Facebook as well, um, uh, as and it grew to a website. So it's very similar similar sort of origin, mm-hmm. origins. So it's interesting yeah, to see I how it goes. So, Al- <laughs> yeah, I remember the Alex and Tom um, Alex and Tom's Tech days. I mean, we were just saying just before we hit record, we must have known each other now for a, at least seven years. You know, just just through through Twitter and social media. So. Yeah, we both sort of share a very similar story that goes back a similar time. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, sort of teaching. I, I sort of taught myself how to make websites, well, get edit websites and that sort of thing. So it's it's definitely a big learning curve in, in running one. So, so mm-hmm. is, is the Apple Post full a full time full time thing for you now? Yeah, I mix the Apple Post with something else. Um, I, I everything I do is to do with technology. My Twitter bio describes me very well. Usually, found behind a Mac. So yeah, I <laughs> spend my day staring at a screen. But the Apple Post is definitely a priority for me. Um, the brilliant. Apple Post is very seasonal. I would say. I think, as as you'll know, being into technology yourself, there's a lot of work that goes in towards sort of the fall, the autumn time. Um, so yeah, I, I keep myself busy with it. That's great. So if you, it used to be like a a. I think you did by yourself. I think uh, have you got. I think you've got some extra yeah. people helping you now. Is is that um, how many how many people are you have you got helping you edit the Apple Post? Yeah, so um, it's it's usually myself that does the the bulk of the work, but we do have uh, three other contributing writers as well. Um, so there's Timothy in Texas, Texas Timothy. Um, we have um, a friend of mine, Brandon. He's in London. He helps out, and then we also have a guy called Nathan. He's in Australia. So um, the team is all around the world that help out. Um, and that's sort of grown and changed throughout the years. I mean, I've always I've always been in charge of the Apple Post, but I've had people that have written for me um, throughout the years. Um, I think you may remember Nathan, for example, there was one of them um, back from many years ago. So yeah, um, it's, it's myself in charge of the Apple Post, but I couldn't do it without, you know, without the support of the contributors as well. Yeah, that's brilliant. Uh, I did see a little while ago that um, you were working for a Manchester news. I can't exactly remember the name of it. I think Manchester Echo. I think I might be right. It was the Manchester um, Gazette. Yeah. So um, ah, yes. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. So I do have a, an interest and a passion for journalism. Uh, it's something that's always sort of interested me. Um, I don't know if you saw um, the, when the Apple Post celebrated its ten-year anniversary. There was some local press coverage on myself and the, the journey of the Apple Post. So yeah. I'm dyslexic. Um, for anybody listening and anybody watching that doesn't necessarily know what that means, um, that just simply means that you struggle with your reading and your writing and your maths and, and things like that. So for me, when I was in high school and I was doing my my exams and my GCSEs, 
there was no way that I ever thought I'd be able to sort of pursue a career in journalism. I mean, suffering with dyslexia and finding it hard to, you know, to, to spell certain words or to string sentences together. No way I ever think I'd be going down this path. Uh, let's not write for myself and then also having like stories in, in newspapers and, and things like that. Yeah. So um, the Apple Post is sort of it. It's proving to myself that I can do it. And I would definitely say it's helped me a lot um, with my sort of struggles and, and moving forward so so yeah i i also write for the manchester gazette um i've done that for a, quite a while now um i, I am focusing cool. more on the apple post um and, and my own work but i always have that sort of door open there to to write whenever i see fit so it's quite nice if i see a story that interests me or if there's an event happening in in the local area that i want to um sort of cover that door's always there but the apple post is the primary one that's brilliant yeah i Back at when I was at school, I, I didn't really enjoy writing that much. I've quite struggled with it, um, but but it's quite funny that I've written loads of stuff from the interface. And then my my job I started in April is it's for a, I'm doing content creation for for a, a tech company, so I'm writing yeah. most days. So it's it's quite funny how I didn't really yeah. enjoy writing it's at weird school. How it just, plays um, out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's mad. It is really weird how it plays out. There's no way. I mean, like the Apple Post throughout the years, when I look at like the analytics, it's reached millions and millions of people. And if you had told me in that classroom that, oh yeah, in, in a couple of years' time, you're going to have millions of people reading your stuff, and you're going to have stories, you know, in the in the Sun, the Metro, and all these different things, I would think I'd be like shivering. So yeah, it's interesting, <laughs> isn't it, how it, how it all works out. Yeah, it's it's weird putting yourself out there a little bit, especially in videos. So I'm I'm making um, tutorial videos and things for a tech company. Uh, it's just it is a bit it gets a little bit daunting putting yourself out there. Um, but I've got I've got used yeah. to it. I guess it's sort of the same thing. I think it's so. Yeah, it's just sort of getting over that initial fear um, of putting yourself out there, like you said. I mean, for the first year or so of the Apple Post expanding beyond the Facebook page, nobody knew it was me. I was like writing under the author name, the Apple Post. I didn't want to put myself out there. And I think that was kind of yeah. part of me, I don't know, worrying about what people may think or um, I would be scared of like maybe being criticized for my work or something like that. But then when it started to grow, I was like, I don't think I need to hide anymore. Um, and I remember yeah. I remember exactly what I did. I uploaded a picture of like myself. I was like, meet Tom. And I was like, <laughs> it was only me at the time that was doing it. But I was like, meet Tom. <laughs> and it was um, a bit of like an introduction to myself. So yeah, it's funny how, yeah, it's nice. how these things change. Yeah, I, I, I think I've I, I stuck for ages not putting any pictures of myself on, on the website. Um, I don't think I've even still got one on there. Um, it's probably to sort that out at some point. But yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think I had the same thing as you. I, was, I didn't want to associate myself with it initially because of all the uh, criticism that didn't even didn't even happen anyway so yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. yeah so that's 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 great it's yeah the apple post is such a it's such an interesting website to read i go on it now and again um a couple times a week just to see what stuff you put on there but yeah it's it's interesting to see other people's take a lot of the it's difficult with apple news because it's such a a popular thing to cover same like same with like tesla and stuff it's everyone's talking about it so mm -hmm. it's difficult to sort of get your own view on it but it's it is interesting yeah. to read same watching review videos it's interesting to get other people's perspective on things so it's it's definitely a worthwhile thing to to keep going with so yeah definitely i mean we've hit the 10-year milestone now i think a lot has been accomplished within that 10 years um and like you said it is a very popular topic to cover and don't get me wrong, when I started the Apple Post, it wasn't like it was the first Apple news page. There was plenty of established pages out there. But 
And by no means am I sat here saying the Apple Post is the biggest, but I am proud that at least we, we sort of established ourselves just a little bit in the community. So yeah, it's, it's a definitely, I'd say more and more over the past couple of years, I've noticed that there's more people sort of covering Apple News. Um, and especially on TikTok, for example, there's just so many pages that are, they're is uploading that? videos about Apple. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> my algorithm is literally just Apple, Apple, Apple. So um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's definitely a growing topic like Tesla. I think a lot more people are now interested in um, Apple and now the technology is expanding and it's more, more people have the, the latest devices. I think more people even that aren't techies are interested in hearing what's new and what's next. Oh, 100%, definitely. I noticed that recently with the, tw- with the Twitter stuff that's happening at the moment. We'll get to that in a bit. Um, but oh, yeah. <laughs> I noticed like Twitter's definitely the sort of a a lesser lesser covered kind of social media because it is smaller. But now mm-hmm. all the stuff that's going on at the moment, everyone's everyone's covering it now, which is it's such an interesting time to be using it. Um, but yeah, yeah, so, yeah well, we, there's um, a lot we can say about that. <laughs> yeah, we, we will get to that. That's that's fine. <laughs> um, so with the Apple stuff, so we this at the end of the year we. Um, a few months ago, we had the iPhone 14. We had the iPhone uh, 14 Pro. We had the new iPad. Have you had a chance to have a look at those new devices yet? Or Yeah, I have the iPhone 14 Pro Max. Um, that's in my pocket now. Um, I okay. regularly find myself at the Apple Store sort of checking out the latest technologies. Um, I have the Apple Watch Series 8. That was also announced at the the event. So, yeah, I'm rocking two of the two of the devices that were announced. Nice, yeah. I, I have. I'm still on iPhone 11 Pro just simply because mm-hmm. I just doesn't have got round. I haven't got round to upgrading yet. But yeah, I've I've used. Um, I had a I had a look at the Apple Store a few months ago. I had a play with the iPhone 14 Pro. Just the screen, the promotion screen is amazing. Um, just how smooth everything yeah. is. I know, that, I know that came yeah. with the iPhone 13 Pro, but yeah, it's amazing. Um, yeah, I feel. I think promotion is one of those features that you don't realize that you need or you want. It's only when you maybe go back to, like, for example, I have my, my work phone is an iPhone 10 and you can notice the difference. Like if you had said to me a couple of years ago, oh, you need promotion. I'd be like, what the hell's promotion? But now I'm like, yeah, I understand how good that is. I know it came to the iPad Pro in 2017, I think. That's the, I've got that iPad that it came to and it's it's less noticeable, noticeable on the iPad, I think, because the screen's so big. Mm. Um, yeah. I, maybe, I don't know, because um, I've got... I've used the iPad Mini Six as well. I've got that that I carry around, and I haven't even with the jelly motion, jelly scroll thing. I haven't really noticed any real difference between the two. Um, but yeah, it's on the iPhone, it's amazing. So yeah, 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 great. Yeah, what no, made you I'm, choose I'm the... the? Sorry, that was good. I was just going to say I'm happy with the new devices yep. that I have. Um, the only sort of thing that I'm a little bit unsure about with the iPhone 14 Pro and Pro Max is the always-on display. Um, I've had a couple of conversations on Twitter um, with people about this because obviously, uh, as your listeners and, and viewers probably already know, that was one of the flagship new features. Um, for me, I'm still, I mean, the phone came out, uh, what, September? So it's it's been yeah. out for a while now and um, I'm still finding myself like looking at it, thinking I have a notification and it is weird. Uh-huh. I, it's taking me longer than I thought it would do to adjust to it. And I have considered turning the always on display off but then I'm like, well, that's one of the main new features. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so I am happy with the latest technologies, but I'd have to say, always on display, it's taking longer than I expected to to adjust to it. Yeah, it's it's not as clever as 
as Android devices do always on display, I don't think. It's it rather than turning off certain pixels like the majority of the pixels of the phone, I think I think the whole screen's just dimmed. Which is a bit mm-hmm. I don't know. It is still using quite yeah. a lot of battery, I think, for what people have said. So it's it's interesting yeah. what they've done, but I don't know how useful it would be, especially if you carry an Apple Watch, so Yeah, exactly. Yeah, brilliant. What made you choose the Series Eight over the Ultra? Uh, purely because maybe yeah no it's it's a good um good question for me i i don't really go out <laughs> that much i can't remember the last <laughs> time i was ever on the edge of a cliff or you know deep water <laughs> diving so for me i i just don't think i need the ultra i mean there's always that thing in my head that's like maybe you should go for the pro maybe you should go you know like the highest one but I just couldn't justify it. I only use my Apple Watch for notifications. It's very rare that I would ever make a call on my Apple Watch or reply to a message. It's literally just to check the notifications and to record my workouts. So as much as I was tempted to go for the Ultra, I just, no. I had the Series 4 before that, so I've had the very original Apple Watch, the Series 4, and then the Series 8. I don't tend to upgrade them every year. I just don't personally see the the need to. So yeah, the, the Series 8 was a, yeah, I think it was a wise choice. Yeah, definitely. I've I had the I went for the series two and I'm on the series five at the moment. So I, I didn't mm-hmm. this the series two over time it got a lot slower, um, but the series five I've had it for three years and it's still it's still like as fast as as fast as it was on day one. So I'm I'm pretty pretty happy with mine. Yeah, yeah. Um, so with the with what's coming next year, do you think with the Apple stuff? So we're probably going we're it's almost doesn't seem that long ago that we were looking at iOS 16 in June, but it's almost yeah like five five months ago I think I can't. So looking to next year, what's your? It's not it's going to come around very fast. What's your wishes it and is. things for iOS 17? Um, oh, what do I want for iOS 17? I think that one of the rumors that's already sort of circulating is that the Messages app will get an overhaul. Um, that's one of the sort of first thing that comes to mind. And as a person that uses iMessage as sort of their main messaging system over WhatsApp or any any other system, that sounds quite interesting. Um, wish okay. list wise, I would say that definitely Messages upgrades would be on there. What type of message upgrades I'd like? I don't know, <laughs> um, but I'd definitely yeah. be interested in seeing sort of an overhaul to the messages system and touching on the always on display um, that we that we mentioned about. I'd like to see the option to customize how dim the displays actually goes. Um, I think mm-hmm. that would be quite a sort of good sort of quality of life upgrade for iOS 17. Um, but I think one of the main um, sort of things for next year to keep a lookout is definitely Apple's venture into AR and VR. That seems to be on the horizon for for next year after years of speaking about it and it being rumored it mm. finally looks like we are at a point where we may hear apple announce it um so that's on the radar definitely for next year um in terms of hardware and of course we'll have our regular you know mac upgrades ipad upgrades across the sort of lineup that's to be expected but i think probably the biggest news for next year will be apple's venture into virtual reality definitely I, i'm not sure with the iMac stuff what they can do i think this year was the uh undo send um mm-hmm. was, that, was that this year the undo send stuff yeah it was yeah um that there was quite a lot of stuff changed with that so you could edit them and unsend them and reply to things so i'm not entirely mm-hmm. sure what they could do next but yeah i'm, I'm like you i i use iMessage quite a lot i i use what yeah. i used to use whatsapp for work um because at work my old job everyone was on different platforms which is a complete mess mm-hmm. so whatsapp seemed the best 
the best yeah. thing. But iMessage is what I, I'm using at the moment. So yeah, it's been quite yeah. been quite interesting. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think one of the rumors was that it was going to iMessage or Messages app in general was going to get more sort of social media aspects to it. So you could add okay. WhatsApp sort of statuses to say if you're busy or not. Um, I don't know if they're going to go as far as adding maybe one of those green indicators to say when you're active. I don't necessarily know if that's going to come to it. Um, but yeah, there was. I think it was Bloomberg's Mark Gurman um, was the one that was sort of suggesting that. And he seems to have quite a reputable voice and some good insider knowledge. Yeah, so yeah. we'll have to see how that pans out. But that's one of the first things. When you mentioned iOS 17, that's sort of what sprung to mind. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I think... We've had very major updates when you look at the past couple of years. We've now had the, you know, obviously mm-hmm. the option to customize the lock screen. We had widgets introduced a year or so ago. Um, so I don't know if the next update could simply be one of those S-style year upgrades where it's very incremental and it's mainly tweaks to the settings and quality of life. Um, but we'll have to see. With the uh, iPad and the iPhone, there's sort of... I noticed with the last two updates, are sort of on a TikTok sort of thing. So when the widgets came to the iPhone, the iPad got them a year later. And now with the lock screen and all the new uh, wallpapers and things. So on, the, on the iPhone, you can have like a weather a weather wallpaper. And if you open the yeah. phone, the, the, the rain will sort of gradually stop. It's quite clever. But that, that's missing yeah. from the iPad, which is a bit weird. So I'm guessing that will come next year as well. I don't know why they're yeah. doing some sort of TikTok thing. It's a bit, a bit odd, but... Yeah, no, I think I think you're probably right on that. I do imagine that the next iPad upgrade, um, iPad OS 17, probably would bring that. It does seem to be like you said that the iPad follows a year behind, um, and especially now that there's a weather app on the iPad that's new with this year's update, um, it only seems like a natural progression, really. Yeah, I love that update. It's a bit sort of a, a very silly thing to sort of leave out for such a long time. But yeah. every time I click on the widget on the iPad, I forget I'm on the iPad, and then it just launches like weather.com yeah. or something. So it's quite useful to have that now. So yeah, especially yeah, on the Mac as well. So yeah, yeah, definitely great. So we'll talk about the Twitter stuff at the moment. So that's what was what brought me into more what was happening with the, the other week was I think you were hosting. I'm not sure who was hosting it. Someone was hosting like a Twitter Space, and there was some yeah. there was some people that were verified on Twitter that were talking about what's going on at the moment. I found that I think I listened to that for about three hours on whatever day it was. It was quite interesting that yeah. was. It was quite useful to have a load of people join the conversation. Um so yeah, what did that does that something you hosted? I can't remember. Um no, I was a I was a speaker on there. I was like you, I just okay. came across it on Twitter. Um so oh, okay. um yeah, so I was I was speaking on there and um as you know Alex and as your readers and um, sorry, as your viewers and listeners may know, I'm verified on Twitter. Um so is the Apple Post. So that's two verified accounts that I have. Um, so I was invited to speak on there um, just to sort of give my opinion as somebody that's already verified um, about the changes that are happening. And obviously verification isn't the only big change that's happening to Twitter. There's mass staff layoffs. Um, there's just plenty of changes in the pipeline, really. Um, but that particular space is that you heard was about the verification changes, which are coming into effect maybe tomorrow. Um, it was originally rumored to happen. Yeah, originally it was rumored to happen on Monday. Um, which um, literally just passed. We're on Tuesday today, and apparently they've been paused because there's a midterm elections in America, um, yeah. and they didn't want people creating ver- verified accounts um, near the midterms, and now it's going to be postponed um, for however long. So my sort of view on it, um, and as you will have heard the said during the spaces, is I, I do think Elon Musk is a little bit power crazy at the moment so 
just mm. for context for anybody sort of listening and watching that doesn't know what's happening in the world of Twitter, is that accounts that are notable, uh, maybe represent a government official or a celebrity or anybody in the public eye that's an influential figure are given a blue badge next to their name. And that just simply states that Twitter has verified that that account belongs to the person that it says it does. So for example, my account at Tom Sykes is for me, Tom Sykes. Um, that means that Twitter have verified that I am the person tweeting on behalf of that account. So over the years, the Twitter blue badge has become a bit of a status symbol. I think you'll agree, Alex, that there's a lot of people that sort of see the blue tick as superiority in a way, or they see it as I've got this and you don't because it's very exclusive. A little bit. So, yeah, right. So people people want it and it's not something that you can buy. You can request one, but the chances of getting one are very hard and um, they're very exclusive. So Elon Musk has turned around and recently just bought Twitter and he said that he's going to introduce a monthly subscription for $7.99 um, a month. You will be able to unlock exclusive Twitter perks, including the ability to unsend tweets, to change your app icon. But most importantly, you will automatically get a blue verification badge. Um, great. Everyone wants a verification badge, right? No, that's not, <laughs> it's not a good move because it means that the principle of verification is that your identification is verified. Under these new plans, anybody will be able to get a blue tick, which basically means that the, the whole point of one is now void because there is nothing stopping me from opening up an account called Alex Lowe. As long as I have sorry, $7.99 in my account, I could be a verified Alex Lowe. So this is why it's quite ironic that the the rollout of public verification has been paused in the run-up to the elections um, because mm. it kind of it's kind of Twitter admitting that this is a bad idea. The reports that were coming from the New York Times, I think it was, was saying that they didn't want to have people impersonating politicians or news outlets to sort of spread false news. So... There's a lot of changes happening at Twitter. As I said, it's not just verification, but that's the particular topic that I was uh, speaking about very passionately because I do think that the moment that you start opening up or just giving away blue badges to anybody that pays for it, it kind of, one, defeats the point of even having them. Two, it makes them worthless. What's the point of having one if everybody can have one because it doesn't prove who's who anymore? Um, but three, it's just sort of a... It's going to ruin the platform if you are going to have, for example, impersonating brands and accounts. What's stopping somebody <clears> from opening up a verified account representing a bank or or a business? So it was something I was speaking quite passionately about um, on the on the podcast. I'm sorry, on the Twitter Spaces. But Alex, I'm interested to know your sort of opinion on that um, and what you sort of say. It was it was an interesting space to listen to. I was. I was... I think I can't remember what how long it was going for. It must be like three hours. It was it was I was I was just sat there doing some work on the website and listened to it. It's just really interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, the biggest thing I can see is is a lot of companies use Twitter for support. Like it's it, it's a another channel for contact, like getting in touch with customers. And so mm -hmm. I've seen on Twitter a lot people will say, um, "Oh, can I have some help with this sort of thing?" And they'll say, "DM DM us for more information." As you said, what's to stop some some random person starting up a a company account who's got a few characters in the handle different and then maybe obtaining addresses and things and mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I, I don't know it's it's going to be a lot more difficult to um verify who is a legitimate yeah. person that's of definitely I, I, yeah 
I agree. And I can see a little me, bit, a little bit of it. For me, it's not a case of not wanting anyone else to be verified on Twitter. When I've been looking at Elon Musk's replies and people responding to him and the it's weird the responses on twitter are kind of split the people that do have verified accounts are saying one thing the people that don't are saying something else there seems to be this misconception that people that are verified already don't want anybody else being verified because of that exclusivity that i was mentioning before i can't speak on behalf of every verified user but i can tell you my point of view that's completely false the more people that are verified on twitter the better for everybody because it means that you will know that the person you're speaking to is genuine. But the key word here is verified and verification. If they supply documents to verify who they say they are, they're eligible for a blue tick. That's fine. Give them a blue tick. I don't care. But people that simply are paying for verification without any ID checks prior, that's where I'm just like, what's the point? Because what are you verifying? You're verifying that they have seven ninety nine to spend. So that's kind of where the 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 conversation and the topic kicks off between a lot of people on Twitter because as I mentioned, there's a lot of people that see it as the oh people like myself don't want to share that exclusivity around the blue badge, but it's not. It's just a case that for me I had to provide I like documents to prove that I was who I say I was. And that means that anybody on Twitter searching me knows that that's my official page. But like I said before, I use the example, I could create an account under your name, Alex. And if I, as long as I pay for it, I'm the official Alex Lowe. I could tweet whatever I wanted to. I could say that the creator spotlight is going to be doing a giveaway and this and that and whatever to collect all <laughs> these people details. And it's not going to reflect badly on me because as far as anyone's concerned, I'm you. So yeah. I, it just seems very poorly thought out and that seems to be a lot of people's opinions i mean i know verified people and i've spoken to them about this and yeah they're they're not happy so let's see what happens elon musk seems to be a man on a mission at the moment um he seems to want to he's kind of like a kid of a bulldozer he just wants to destroy as much as he can do um, and change as much as he can do so let's see what the future has in store i'm not going to go as far as saying this is the end of twitter um like some people have said um, but I do yeah. think that he's playing not just with verification, but just in general about making people pay seven ninety nine for certain features and saying that he wants to like cut advert revenue and this and that. He, he is playing with the fundamentals of bit of the business and Twitter's model. So I think he just needs to be very careful that he doesn't waste all that money that he's just plowed into it. I saw something interesting before saying that if. I can't remember exactly what percentage it was, but it was something along the lines of if X amount of Twitter subscribers go to Twitter Blue, that means that there's going to be half the amount of advert revenue for that portion of subscribers, which in turn, even though these people will be paying $7.99 a month, it would actually lose Twitter money because they wouldn't be seeing the same amount of ads as they would do if they weren't subscribed. So I think the problem is he's jumped in there And he's like, I'm going to change this. I'm going to change that power to the people, as he says. But I don't think the the reason that businesses take so long to roll out these features is because a lot of careful planning and consideration goes into it. And he seems to be the one that doesn't want to do the boardroom talks. He just wants to tweet it publicly. I'm going to do this. And then the next day, go into the office and make it happen. Yeah, it's um, seems to be a lot of I'm personally I'm I'm going to probably what we're going to see is that he's announced all these features, but at some point in the future, they're probably going to be backtracked 
something's going to go wrong and it's going to get backtracked. I think it's going to not going to work quite as well. I think I can't exactly pinpoint when it's happened, but I think certain things like that have happened with Tesla. I think. Oh really? Um, I think I think things have been announced and it hasn't been hasn't quite gone right, especially the self-driving thing. I think mm. um, that is announced. I think some people have paid up to fifteen grand for a self-driving feature that isn't even working yet because um, it just isn't ready. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I it's. The, the verification feature, I, I think that, like you said, that people are going to impersonate other people and it's going to have some public ramifications, I think. Yeah, no, um, definitely. And like I said, the issue isn't having more verified accounts on Twitter. That's a good thing for everybody. But the the word is verified and verification. So I think it, to give out these blue badges, there just needs to be some for, even if it's just uploading a picture of your passport, just something simple. That's similar to what Facebook does for verification. But just there needs to be that element of trust. You can't just give out this badge because like I said, it is seen as a, you know, when you're searching for a user, if they have a blue badge, you, you do have a little bit of trust, especially when it comes to customer service, like you mentioned. So yeah. Let's see what the future... I could speak about it for a long time. Like you said, that that Twitter space was up there for about three hours. So um, I don't want to waste too much more of your time (laughs) on it. But yeah, those are my views on it. That I think it's um, it's dangerous, but let's just see what happens. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, it's it's just an interesting topic. It's sort of the... The thing everyone's talking about at the moment. So yeah, it's, it's that's what's hot this week. It's it's good to get your 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 opinion on it. So yeah. One thing that I mentioned, um, okay, I mentioned Thanks. earlier was obviously that the Apple Post started ten years ago, um, and throughout the way, I've had lots of contributing writers that have taken part in the Apple Post, and obviously we've okay. met each other, Alex, through through the Apple Post in one way or another through social media. Um, but somebody else yep. I met through the Apple Post was my partner Diana. Um, she's she's been with Diana now for nine years. And she is actually the sister of one of the former contributors of the Apple Post. So for me, as I've mentioned in sort of some of the the recent press um, that's been going out about the Apple Post and myself, is that I've met so many amazing people through the Apple Post and it's opened so many doors and opportunities. Um, So for example, without the Apple Post, I wouldn't be sat here speaking to you. I wouldn't have my partner. So um, yeah, I'm very grateful for the Apple Post, what I've achieved over the past 10 years and where it's sort of gone to. Um, so here's for the next ten years. Yeah, it, it's it's amazing how many if 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 you're on the I sometimes I always think the internet is as if you do too much stuff you might uncover some nasty stuff. I don't know, like maybe people that won't take you as seriously. But it, as it, as it, as you've shown, there's, there's always a possibility to meet the nice people on the internet. I, th- I always think there's more nice people on the internet than there are horrible people. So yeah. um, definitely. It's great to see that you've you've met some great people. So oh yeah, I've I've definitely met some great people. So the the the, the job I'm at now, I I met by just DMing something on LinkedIn. Oh really? Um, that I've known for a little while. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm working for a company called Hostify. Yeah. Uh, and they do a lot of networking uh, hosting services. Mm-hmm. So just without even without even speaking on the phone or or meeting them in person, um, I've managed to get a different job. So it's 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 definitely. The internet's definitely a powerful thing. Yeah, um, in meeting definitely. cool people. So yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. And like I said, it's really nice to actually be speaking with you. And um, before we started the recording, and as I mentioned at the start, we've known each other now for a long time. Um, but I think this is probably the longest we've ever spoken. So it, it's actually nice to, to nice yeah. to be speaking <laughs> with you and 
and seeing what you've done with obviously Alex and Tom's text has now evolved into the interface and, and you've now got this new creator spotlight series. So it's nice to see what you're doing. Um, I know that the podcast today has been about myself and the Apple Post, but it's also nice to see what you've been up to and, and where you've sort of taken the pages. Yeah, so it, I'm glad that everything is still going well for you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, the um, interface is, it'll be 10 years in May. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure, not, I don't think I've got anything, anything massive planned yeah. um, for it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's an, it's a good project. It, I think it's one, one of my main hobbies and I don't, I don't know what I'd probably do in my spare time yeah. without it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I, just, I thought that. It's, it, yeah. It's when things get tough and you're like, oh, I'm just going to give this up because I think we all have those days, you know, where if you're late to cover news or if you just feel like you're trailing behind, you're like, should I even just continue? But I genuinely don't know what I would do without it because I've met my friends through here and I've seen so many things and, you know, I've met up with so many people. So it's just, yeah, it, it wouldn't be the same without it. No, I, I'm always late with news on, on the interface. I, it doesn't really matter anymore. Um, it's I still get we, the interface still gets a lot of traffic. Um, considering how how big it is in terms of followers, mm -hmm. so I, it's still it's still paying the bills, yeah. like for the hosting and stuff. So it's not costing any money, which is a good thing. Yeah, exactly. That's um, where you need to be. But yeah, I've yeah yeah with the with the podcast stuff. I've I started so the the interface has joined up with um somebody called James Billsborough, and we're now doing a joint a joint um podcast together called Charging Status, all about EVs. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I'd started on Interface last year or the year before. There was a lot more, a lot more car news and, and EV news. Uh, EVs are something that is such an important thing at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, so we're sort of diverse, diversifying away from Apple and technology stuff and to about networking and, and, and cars and EVs. And the traffic for EVs is, is growing and growing uh, of people interested yeah. in it. So we've got a monthly monthly podcast that we're doing in joint venturship, um, joint partnership. Um, and it's talking about all the, all the EV news from last month because there's not much stuff... There's not much podcasts. There's not many podcasts talking about um, UK focused EV stuff. It's all about America, US at the moment. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good, it's good to, to find your niche. Yeah. Um, and as I mentioned before, the Apple Post is no way the biggest Apple news page out there. But when I sort of started off, I tried to establish my own niche. Um, being dyslexic, like I mentioned um, before, um, I noticed that a lot of these pages that were uploading stories would just be words after words after words. There was no sort of real focus on the imagery yeah. no sort of straight to the point no sort of you know easy to read digestible information and that's what i tried to do um with the apple post and so far that's worked very well for me um so i'm glad that you found your your sort of niche and you're expanding into evs i agree with you that's sort yeah. of like the the new thing now um i recently was taken around in a tesla um absolutely loved it um mm -hmm. yeah my father for example has just cool. bought an ev um <clears throat> so yeah they're definitely oh, there. Nice. they're the future <laughs> Yeah, they're great. I've as part of the part of the podcast, I have a, an EV that we talk about each month. So, I've, not in the most not in the most um, ethical way possible. They're sort of blag test drives <laughs> of of the latest EVs, and then we talk about them on the podcast of what the the, the experience yeah. is like. So, yeah, it's it, EVs to drive. Have you driven one? Have you driven an electric car before? Yeah. yeah, they're so it's such an amazing amazing thing to drive. It's especially in traffic, and yeah, well, um, I haven't got one yet. 
Well, the thing is, I um, I've test driven um, uh, an EV, um, but literally learning to drive. So I'm 25. Um, today, actually, I'm doing my first proper driving lesson. So there you go. There's like an exclusive thing oh, wow. for the creator spotlight. I've um, driven, as I said, my father's got an EV. So the a couple of weeks ago, he, he just took me like around the private land, and we were just learning to drive the basics and things like that. Um, when I was 17, one of the, yeah. my sort of presents was uh, an intensive driving lesson course. And the night before that I was supposed to do my lessons, the instructor broke his knee. So my lessons were cancelled. Uh-huh. Things got in the way. You know, you start working, you start doing all these different things. And it always just got, got sort of pushed to the side. So now is the time. So today is a busy day for me. Um, I've obviously <laughs> been looking forward to the, the spotlight. This is now, you know, this has been one of the, the top things I've been looking forward to is doing the podcast today. But then after this, I will be getting oh, behind cool. the wheel for the first time. So um, if it all goes well, you might see me again. If not, um, <laughs> you know what's happened. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, are you driving? So with I've noticed with some... Um, driving lessons uh sort of cars there are some electric cars that uh, you can learn to drive mm-hmm. are you driving in uh, manual um i am learning manual? an automatic um so hey listen okay. i've got a small brain i don't need to be worrying about gears i just want to learn to steer brake <laughs> and accelerate that's all i need to worry about and i think joking aside i think you'll <laughs> agree that that's the way the industry is going anyway there's so many sort of automatic cars out there um diesel and electric uh, sorry diesel and petrol cars there you know sort of the scene as the old models now and of course there's still some great great yep. cars out there that are electric and and i can't can't speak get my words mixed up there's some great cars out there that are petrol and diesel um but the way forward in my opinion is, is automatic and electric so that's where i've been focusing my attention um i will be learning in an automatic car today um so yeah i'm excited nice yeah, sounds good fun. Yeah. Have you got any tips yeah, for me? Have that. you got any tips uh, for me? Because I know you're uh, obviously big into your cars. So what was your first... This might be a cool What was your first driving lesson like? Go on. My first driving lesson uh, wasn't too bad. It was it was when I was 18. So I did it a year after the, the legal um, cut-off thing, whatever mm-hmm. you call it. Uh, yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, I, had, I had quite a lot of lessons um, just because I think I was just a bit nervous about doing it. But um, it's... It's such a, a it's such a big freedom thing to be able to drive. So I I passed not too long afterwards, two maybe two years mm-hmm. after that. I can't remember exactly. Um, but yeah, it's 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 good fun. Yeah, so I'm excited. I'll um, I'll keep you posted, and if I've done well enough today, maybe you can have me yeah, on in a sure. couple of months, and I can I can give you a bit of an update. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sounds good. Definitely okay. But yeah, um, I think we'll uh, I think we'll call yeah. it a day there. Um, thank you for joining me on the on the Creative Spotlight, Tom. It's been great to catch thank up you. with you after all yeah. these years. Um, it's been good to speak to you. And congratulations on the Apple Post turning ten. It's uh, hope for here's to twenty. Yeah. Maybe good to see yeah, that. Definitely, that's the that's the goal anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah, great. Uh, so if people want to get hold of you or follow you on on the internet, where can they where can they? See um, you? Facebook, Twitter, um, online. Just search for the Apple Post. You'll be able to find us there. Um, we do coverage analysis and all things Apple. So if you're into your technology and want to hear what's next with Apple, please do check us out um, and give me a tweet. Say that you've listened um, to the Creator Spotlight and I'll make sure we give you a follow back. Awesome. Okay. Thank you, cool. Alex. Thank you for joining me. Um, yeah. Thank you.